0: Hi Rammies! Welcome back to Right Guess Only, where we interview interesting people about a juicy subject from history. This time, we have Quinn92 as our third co-host, as he explains the Enron stock scandal to us. Back in 2015, Quinn92 emerged with a disarmingly catchy and dynamic personal style of his own. He's accumulated over 3.5 billion streams across his catalog and earned successive platinum singles, including Kings of Summer with AOK, "Straight Straightjacket, and Love Me Less with Max. He also happens to be a Ramy. In 2021, his album Change of Scenery 2 captured number one on the Apple Pop chart and number one on the Spotify US debut album chart. Not to mention, he has sold out headline tours coast to coast, selling over 350,000 tickets as a headliner, and graces stages of festivals such as Lollapalooza, Bonnaroo, Firefly, Governor's Ball, Summerfest, and Electric Forest. Now he kicks off his next chapter with his debut single for Republic Records, Backpack. Let's talk to Quinn 92.
1: Welcome back, Rammies we are so excited today to have our second guest episode. There's not just two of us in the room right now. Which oh this is our first time with three people in our recording studio. It's crazy. It's exhilarating. Crazy. Reveal yourself. I was like I was like <laughs> waiting to
2: say something. Like sick. sick <laughs> now you've broken the seal. Yeah. Um Thank you guys for having me on the podcast. Oh my gosh, you, we're so excited. S- I'm such a big fan. Oh, I mean, stop. you guys already know this, but my wife and I watch or watch listen all the time. Oh God! Took virus. a French road trip, and it was like you guys were the voices in our heads the entire trip. I just like to apologize, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more than anything. <laughs> it was perfect. It was perfect.
0: You Guys, we have none other than
2: Sir Quinn ninety two. Sir. United, yes, yes, I've yes. heard.
1: That is how we'll, we will be referring to you throughout the episode, Sir Quinn. Just call me. No,
2: just call me Mike. Just for the <sighs> sake of everyone listening, Fine. I would, Yeah, that's my real name. Okay. Mike.
0: Perfect. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't know, now you know.
2: Yes, now you know exactly. Ah, oh, but this is yeah, thank you guys for having me. Oh, I'm course. so pumped to be here, and we've got a doozy on our hands. I can't I mean, wait. Yeah,
0: this has been a long time coming, of wanting to have you on, and also picking exactly which topic. And then when you came at yeah. us with Enron, I've never
1: even.
2: I don't even know why I chose Enron, honestly. (laughs)
1: Sometimes it just comes to you in a moment Mm -hmm. of, you know, vulnerability. Right. And what Mm -hmm. I was saying
2: to, I I mentioned to Tess, I was like, I'm so not a numbers person. So this is like the opposite topic that I should be choosing. I literally, this is an accounting, like Enron really did a bunch of shit. Like they weren't just like a like a number like when you think Enron I think of like just money and like financial stuff right but they actually had like a hand in so many different departments and stuff and so that was my misconception but mainly what they dealt with was like accounting and I failed my account or no I passed my accounting exam like by like I got like a D a D I think oh I feel I, that a 1.5 I think is what they graded a, it as a D sounds good to yeah. me yeah and that's why <laughs> heard that <laughs> <laughs> heard that and heard uh that. And that's how I graduated college. I'm not I'm not even exaggerating. I like by the skin of my teeth. It was through my accounting exam. So you I mean good for you. So I'm, I'm an expert
1: going to college. Honestly, and you were with the right people because Claire and I talk a lot about our um, struggles in in certain subjects, mostly in math, mm-hmm. chemistry. Fuck chemistry. <laughs> and um, I didn't mind chemistry actually that much. Econ. Econ. Yeah, oh, God. I
2: know. I oh, know. That's my God. math
0: and science together. I know. I know. I know. Cruel, I know
2: it's a lot, but hey, well, good for you. I'm not gonna yeah. yuck you around, <laughs> enjoy chemistry. Um, but no, so I'm super psyched. Before we get started, though, yes, did we want to talk bo- about Titanic? Because <gasps> Tess is <gasps> giving me the Titanic eyes, like, we need to talk about this. Wait, thank those you, those are undeniable <laughs> <eyes>. <laughs> yeah.
1: people. Know it, they love it. Mm-hmm. Thank you for bringing it there. Um, mm-hmm. well, so when we first met at Trivia Night, probably I think yes. it was last fall, maybe is when, when... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I th- yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Um, Claire had told me, she was like, well, you know that Mike is a big Titanic fan. Mm-hmm. And like we were saying, I think it's hard to find our kind out there. Mm-hmm. And like just for a quick second, because obviously our first episode ever was Titanic. That was a huge inspiration to start the show.
2: Was it the first one? I didn't know. It that. was the first really?
0: episode ever. We Why had a
2: Titanic? Like just, I'm curious.
0: Well, about. we first recorded Prohibition <laughs> and that was tough <laughs> <laughs> all around. And then we recorded Titanic second and we were just like. Tess is so passionate about it. Yeah. It had to be the first.
1: Yeah. It had to be the first. And I think a question for you would be, did the movie ignite your passion for it? Or did you have a passion for the history of the actual boat that then you were like...
2: I didn't even know. So I watched the movie for the first time when I was like, how old were you, by the way? Because I don't want to say my age because I might be too young.
1: I, I th- I'm i 91. So I, I'm a year older yeah. than you. So I think I watched it for the first time when I wasn't supposed to when I was seven.
2: Yeah, OK. So, l- yeah, I was like eight or nine. OK. And I remember like my parents were like when the painting scene comes uh-huh. up, they're like, look away. And I was like, what is this?
0: And like, then you're like, I have to look yeah, more. Yeah, right. Yeah, right.
2: Right. of course. Um, so I didn't even know. I say that because I didn't even know about like the actual sh- I thought it was a fake story. Mm. Uh, well, and we then, wanted to believe that. Mm-hmm. We and then I realized that it was true and then I think that's what got me even more into it because I was so much more fascinated about the whole deal yeah. and and yeah, I think so to answer your question, I think the movie I like went into it very like naive and i was just like oh i'm nine years old and (laughs) that woman's naked getting painted and oh there's an iceberg and yeah yeah it took a big turn and then totally and i was like oh my gosh this is actually a very like one of the craziest stories of like human history probably
1: and isn't it funny that our parents were like don't watch the scene when she's <laughs> nude but the rest of the movie there's someone that gets yeah. killed yeah. by dropping into a propeller yes <laughs> and they're like that's like, okay <laughs> watch away
0: <laughs> <laughs> you've got to learn at some point but do not see any boobs <laughs> good
1: god but i feel the same way i just feel like the story's so crazy that that happened and like yeah something about it being the maiden voyage it just like gives me chills down my spine to even like but think there's, about there's it. there's like a
2: romantic aspect to it and yeah, yeah it's like death and and
1: it is it's all the things yeah. and am just like god damn where did we go wrong yeah that we failed that shit yeah
2: yeah we failed it the three of us <laughs>
1: no, yeah we did it was the three of us <laughs> that's how I feel it is
0: something to watch the two of you just talk about it <laughs> honestly <laughs> yeah. everyone have a little watch party yeah and oh we oh my should. god we should we, that would actually be very fun I'm gonna be on a patreon and recap the titanic <laughs> with us <laughs>
1: yes. I, we have to do it oh god it's gonna be intense it's I, been
0: been tell. I know that would be very fun it's been done now uh. Let's
2: shift gears though.
0: <laughs> okay, you're right, you're uh, right. If favorite. you love
2: the Titanic, you're going to love Enron. Oh my god. Yeah. So, um guys, I told you before, but just for all the uh, the Rammies listening, mm-hmm. I wanted to start the episode with like kind of putting myself in the shoes of a financial advisor back in like the year 2000. Oof. Yeah. Because this is the height of Enron. This uh-huh. is like they they are like I'm not even exaggerating, like the most sought-after company to invest in. It's like if you want to make a quick buck, And that's being, like, that's not even a good example. Like, that's not a good way to say it because a lot of people made a shit ton of money off this. But if you wanted, like, any money, this was the place to invest. So I'm going to, like, brief you on, like, kind of, like, what went down if I was pitching you this stock back Mm -hmm. in the day because they were stock. Um,
0: Wait, so is Enron – what? Is Enron? Is it a financial company? So
2: Am I, I jumping the gun. I'm going to get to that. Okay, sorry, yes. sorry, sorry. Yes.
0: Just I've never been in this I, position.
2: I, <laughs> I basically, I basically want you to assume you know, you you know that it's just like a sure proof way of making money.
0: Okay, great. That's
2: all you need. Say to know no about. more. i pretty I'm much excited. that's how I invest in stocks. Oh, yes, <laughs> so like, yeah, don't I'm know just what like, you guys do. I'm yeah. a huge yeah. investor. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I
1: honestly like I've gotten into stocks recently. Oh well, good
0: for you, Tess. <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to, you'll have to advise me at some point. I will. Okay,
2: show.
1: Show, (laughs) (laughs) screaming. Show, show, show. We begin. All right. Mm -hmm.
2: So you guys have the three images that I texted you, and I'll explain that as we talk, just so people can get a a clear image of what we're talking about here. Perfect. Okay. Okay, Claire and Tess. Yes. I've looked over all the numbers and data, and I strongly advise you ladies to invest in this company called Enron. They're one of the fastest growing and most respected companies around today. I'll show you a few numbers to support my advice as a financial advisor. I look at companies' revenue, debt, past stock trends, etc. Here's Enron's revenue over the past five years. So if you guys want to pull up that image I sent you, uh-huh. it's the one with the green line.
0: Okay. We'll post this on Instagram so everyone can follow Yeah, So
2: everyone knows, yeah. So basically, guys, what they're looking at right now is the sort of like five-year traje- trajectory of mm-hmm. Enron's revenue. And it's pretty staggering. It's going – I don't know why my uh, image isn't loading. Here we go. It goes from 1996 – it's th- in millions by the way cuz you see oh. it's 13 million dollars roughly 97 it's 20 million 98 uh, 31 million 99 40 million and then in the year 2000 they get up to 100 million so like That's all true. signs point to like okay yeah We're i growing. want some of that like of yeah, i'll invest whatever you think i should yeah um okay let's go back here's enron's revenue okay here we go I also checked out their debt, and it's very reasonable. <coughs> it's very reasonable compared to their equity, meaning that they're in great standing with creditors mm. and have a very low chance of going bankrupt. Mm. As far as stock trends, here's a graph of Enron's stock prices over the last three years. Now go to the second image, not the one that tanks, but the Oh, that's <laughs> the what I'm looking the at. The one. now. Like, yeah, yeah. You're already getting <laughs> a glimpse of what we're about to mm-hmm. mm, talk the journey, about here. The journey. But Perfect. again, it goes from. Um, sorry, my laptop's being a little slow. It goes from a starting price of $20 worth a share all the way up to $80 by the year 2000. Oh, I'm sorry, not 2000. It's a three-year three year span, so I think it's actually – 98
0: to 2000. Oh,
2: yeah. No, you're right. 2000. So basically what I'm saying is like – You're right. All signs are pointing that this is like a great company to invest in.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm. Um, as far as – start, um, sorry, I'm reading the wrong one. Just three years ago, they were in the $20 range today. The year 2000, the individual shares go for over $80. So would you ladies like to invest? Based on all of this data.
1: <laughs> yeah, make <a> yeah, us <laughs> rich.
2: Yeah, why not? Why not? Okay. And okay, to be clear, back in 2000, almost everyone who had interest in the stock market and making money was either invested in Enron or was told by advisors that this was like, like I said earlier, like, you're an idiot if you don't do this. Wow. Like, Like, uh, yeah. Even if you had no experience in, like, like trading and investment, like this was like a very, shir- like, like it was new, but also people were so confident about it.
1: So um, the advisors were genuinely like, this is a good idea. They weren't trying to like fuck them over.
2: 100%. Everyone yeah. was like, it wasn't even like, there wasn't even an ounce or like whiff of like conspiracy in the air. It was like, this is great. Like these guys are, they're, they're what they're doing. And yeah, uh, it's d- awesome. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah. dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Um, you om- yeah. Like I said here, you almost look dumb if you weren't investing in companies and Enron, if Enron wasn't a part of them. Um okay guys, you're both officially investors in Enron.
0: I love this. It's yeah. like I feel like I'm on the Oregon Trail. Oh, oh my god. god, that's a great, great <laughs> it's, reference. It's giving Oregon <laughs> <laughs> It's giving Oregon <laughs> Trail energy. Who's gonna die yeah. of yeah. tuberculosis? Yeah. All everyone
2: starts eating each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh let's fast forward one year and see how your investments are doing. Mm. Um so Go ahead and pull up that last photo that I sent you where the blue line just kind of goes (laughs) south. (laughs) So, again, this was, like, very, very shocking to people at the time. But in literally one year, Enron, um, their stock shares were priced per share at $80, and they went down to 50 to $0.60 in one one year with, like, no no reason, no explanation. It just, like, plummeted. So you guys have both. I'm sorry, have both essentially lost all your money. Oh. So I, I was prepared. And what we didn't even ask about was like, you know, let's say Claire, you wanted to invest twenty thousand dollars. Let's just say you had that, burning a hole in your pocket. Let's say it. Like that's just gone. You know, and like Ugh. so, like people either lost like hundreds to, quite literally like hundreds of millions of dollars. And she, it's out also, of nowhere,
0: it's also like, so everyone's saying it's so sure, and then
1: right, right. Yikes, was- yikes, yikes, yikes. This might be a stupid question, but what was, like, the economic um, atmosphere in this mm. country at this... T- like, 2008-2001. Like, like, not great,
2: right? Like, economy. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't find, like, the state of the economy at the time. I did as much, and I'll, I'll like, give you guys my sources and stuff, but everyone that I kind of looked up, they didn't... it They didn't say, like, at this time, like, inflation rates were up or low. It wasn't, right. like... It, they didn't give me, like, a good explanation of, like, how the economy was doing. Um... We see, were all I eating, like, Dunkaroos. Yeah. yeah,
1: we were like, everything, I mean, this, I mean, 2001 was a dark time. So I'm This happened, know, though. Oh, yeah. September 11th. Yes, yes, yes. No, yes, I, was, was. I was
2: just going to say, so this happened in December of 2001, just after, basically, September 11th. Yikes. So, yeah, the economy probably was not doing well. Not great. I,
1: not a good time. I would For anything. Yeah, no.
2: and we were like, I was in the fourth grade, so I don't really remember. No, like, yeah, uh, exactly. But I could imagine it wasn't doing that that hot. Goddamn. Um, let's see. Enron was valued at $60 billion and in just a couple months went completely bankrupt. So, how did we get there? That's, you know, what the hell happened?
0: What the hell happened? Um,
2: let's go back to the beginning. Ah.
1: Let's go back. Yeah. Back, back to, to the beginning. beginning. You know it. I don't know what that is. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you do. Hillary the
0: rain. Oh, that <laughs> song—the yeah. yeah. Laguna <laughs> Beach theme song. Yeah. Oh, thank yes. you, thank Daddy you for taking it there.
2: Joy. Oh, oh yes. wow, we yeah. actually have a singer. I wouldn't in be here. a musician if <laughs> I didn't know that song. Of course,
1: yeah. it's what yeah. made all of us. Hillary, yeah. you yeah. are with us always.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear something crazy? Actually, Please. Hillary Duff was the first like celebrity to post. One of my songs Stop. on her Facebook page. On her Facebook yes. page? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Was it public? Pop- yeah, yeah, yeah. So it
0: was like an artist Facebook page.
2: It was like Hillary Duff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, I think she it, it doubled as her personal page. And she in posted the day. my song, Kings of Summer. And I was like, Featuring or not, I was the featured artist. I should it, say my friend Alex's song. Technically, you <laughs> like, uh, whatever. It's, you're the whatever. guest on here yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Fuck that you, song, Alex. by the way. Thank you.
1: Um, when I first got on Spotify and I had a 2015 playlist, that was one of the songs on that playlist, oh and gosh. I remember it so vividly. Stunning.
2: I need to inhale for a second. <laughs> I'm in such <laughs> shock. <laughs> um thank you that's so nice of you Dust. thank you um let's go back to the beginning though so all you hillary Duff fans you're gonna love this part so (laughs) Mm -hmm. enron forms in 1985 they merge um i didn't find the names of the companies but it was a merger so two companies joined Mm. and formed enron okay they're two energy companies so that's what enron is claire you were asking me like what what so they're they're primarily an energy company which like what the fuck does that mean right you know
1: yeah you think it's a good thing right Maybe. No, or do you know? When I
0: I think of energy, I would think of like progressive energy. (laughs) I don't
2: know. (laughs) Progressive energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs)
1: what we all strive to have energy from the stars yeah Mm -hmm. you could say from the stars and the moon (laughs) you could say that's Enron right so that's Enron yeah okay got it
2: from the stars that's Enron that's their slogan Enron starts as an energy supply company mainly focusing on natural gas that's when Enron that's what Enron was an energy company but even that is an oversimplification because they did so many different things as a business as I pointed earlier that investors were like we don't know what you guys do that's Mm -hmm. the one thing I want to say like the whole thing about this story is like even I, who just spent, like, eight hours researching this, I still don't really get it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, you just—it it just comes to a point where, like, certain businesses are so, like, lucrative that you're just, like, I trust you. You're, like, on the up and up. I'm going to give you some of my money. That's how they get you, right? Yeah, Like, yeah. You're
1: just like, yeah, you look Take cool. Make it till you make Everyone it. Has though, part of, but
2: that's the shadiness of it. And as right. we'll see, it's like no one knew exactly what was going on except the guys in, in Enron. And that played to their downfall for sure. Oh, God. Um— let's see among those things would be work with broadband trading trading which is trading through the use of high-speed internet so back when like aol this was like right when the internet was like starting to boom boom a bit yeah so that's nostalgic yeah that's actually a good point to to uh to make right now is that this was like enron was the first company that kind of got on the like trend of using the internet as a way to like trade and like be a business person and like make money and stuff. Pioneers. Pioneers. Yes. We love a pioneer. Oh, we traded sure sure yes. Oregon Trail. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. This is the Oregon <laughs> Trail.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they even traded weather. Now I tried looking up what this meant, but essentially they were betting on what the weather was going to be. I know that's like a bad description and I know people who do know this story will be like that's not the right way to say it. But basically Whatever. like Basically, like if the weather, if the climate changed a certain degree, it would shift in demand or like no demand with for natural gas.
0: That makes sense.
2: Yeah. So based on like the climate demand for certain other things either increased or decreased. So they were like making money off predicting what the temperatures were going to be. It's I Damn. again.
1: Can you imagine? <laughs> it might be an easier job in L. A. Right? Yeah, seriously. It was I like mean, sunny yeah. with a chance of sunny. We, yeah. <laughs> we thrive. And they're like millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So it was founded. Okay. So that's the gist of the company as they started. That was like their intention was just energy. It was founded by a man named Kenneth Lay. Growing up in a poor family, Kenneth's father was a Baptist priest. Now I know it's funny because it all comes back to weird, always weird it's religious family.
0: It's literally <laughs> always if it's not the mom, it's the dad. Right. Right. A Baptist. Right. Is intense. I literally
2: was reading that today. And I was like, I know we're gonna laugh about that because, yep. and, and there it is. And like, as a as a Rami fan, as a Rami, oh. I know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know how like deep rooted the show is in like weird like family trauma. Yeah, yes, It all yes, comes yes, from yes.
0: family trauma. Yes. Okay. That's, that's sure.
2: Kenneth Kenneth would often ponder his future and how he would be beco- or and how he could escape his conditions. When he grew up, Kenneth became a prominent figure in the deregulation. Of the energy sector, which ironically aims to prevent energy monopolies by increasing competition. So essentially, what it does is it makes sure that like there isn't one company sort of conquering everything. It like it's a very like actually like sort of hippie way of looking at yeah. Business. No, it it's sounds like, great. We want everyone to succeed, and energy should be shared for everyone because yeah. certain people are in different like societal structures and need different things from energy. Yeah. And, when like,
0: monopolies happen, it gets dangerous.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. And so he was like kind of a free spirit growing up. And and so like on paper this guy seems like a cool like liberal like progressive thinking energy man. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Kenneth would later spend time as a financial analyst at the Pentagon before climbing the ranks and becoming close friends with George Bush senior.
0: Oh, oh interesting. Shit. Yes. Not so liberal.
2: Yes. So now yeah, changes a bit. Okay. He would even years later and this is just down the line but just to give you an example of like how tied they were, or he was, I'm sorry, to the Bush family, he would even years later send the Enron private jet to pick up George Sr. and his wife Barbara to take them to George W's inauguration. So, like, Enron was, like, shuttling the ex-president.
0: But also, like, Kenneth, that's not very, like, effective for the environment.
2: No. 100% actually. I I think that's the irony with these companies is that Mm -hmm. it's like they're billionaires, trillionaires, and like, they're gonna have private jets, obviously. And, like, Leo.
1: Totally. Not, Not to bring it, but Full circle. Well, we always have to Leo. bring it back to Leo. Yeah. And yeah, the private jets and his environmental. It's just sometimes a little hypocritical. That's a very good point. Yeah. We
0: don't Although, like, if someone were to be like, do you want to fly in a private jet right now? Absolutely. Of
1: course. Yes <laughs> and Sure, yes, I love the environment,
2: their... but yeah, I would love a quick <laughs> flight to <laughs> Vegas. I yeah. would never say no. Same. I would never yeah. say no. No,
0: no, 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 me either. If we could record an episode on one.
2: That would be cool. That would be cool. I don't know what the Wi-Fi would be like, but. That would be, be tough. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll figure be. it out. We yeah. always do. We always do. Um, As we'll see later that these favors did not Go unreturned from George W. Bush. Oh, so he kind uh-huh. of has George
0: uh, George
1: Junior.
2: George Junior. Yeah, he's like, you're the man, Kenneth. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw you a bone later mm. when I'm president. Mm. Okay, what a time. What so a time. to understand um, Enron's sort of like corrupt business, um, how do you say like, like their ethics in general, their moral compass, and mm. I should probably say lack of. We have to go back to 1987 with this thing called the Valhalla Scandal. And this happens when two oil traders... Now, okay, this is something I just learned today, too, which I'm sure people do know about, but I wasn't that privy to. Uh, Oil trading. You can bet on oil. You can gamble on oil. So... In 1987, two oil traders make bets for Enron on whether the price of oil is going to rise or fall. That's basically what it is. It's actually not that crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, like, I just didn't know you could do that. Yeah, no. We, oil yeah. trading is like gambling. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Mm-hmm. But strangely, Enron oil always seemed to win. And much to Kenneth's delight, he was like, fuck yeah, let's keep doing this shit. I don't know how we're winning. He in by, oh. by the way, he, he was like, let's just keep going.
0: So he wasn't being shady. He, I don't think he and was that's being... That's what he claimed?
2: that's the thing. Okay. He, oh, okay. He, and he goes under oath lots of time during oh. this story of like I wasn't aware, like I, I, seen didn't, that before. I didn't know you guys were doing that and <laughs> like yeah, so it's a bit sketchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But on as on like on paper right now, he's like, "Oh yeah, you guys are making money for me. That's great. Let's keep it going. Let's mm-hmm. keep it going." Um as seen in the Enron documentary, which by the way, now I should probably cite my sources. So let me just cite item. let me just oh. scroll up. there. don't laugh at me. I chose two YouTube channels as as two of the four. I oh don't know God. if you guys do that Look, or not. We
1: do like Wikipedia. We do everything. We com, say that so. History.
0: dot com is our mother because we can trust her, and Wikipedia is our stepfather because we can't always trust him, but he's always there for us. But
1: we get he's the information. A
2: yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, love that. Exactly. All right. So uh, I got a uh, my first my first site is um, this this channel called Company Man, which is the one that actually gave me that like the thing we just did in the beginning, mm-hmm. the f- sort of financial advisor like. Rapport of, like, how you would uh, speak to an investor and all that stuff. Love that. Loved
0: how you cold, it. cold
2: Fusion TV, which was the next one. Um, great. Like, both these guys have, like, 3 million subscribers. They just talk about, like, historical events. Basically, like, Rams. Um, CNN, if you've heard. I've heard. And the Washington Post, again. Great. Small boutique.
1: Yeah, small boutique. Yeah. Support local business.
2: And the, f- <laughs> and the movie Enron, the smartest guys in the room, which I actually really advise everyone to watch if they want to get a better idea of Who's all this. Who's in it? Um, no names. Like, oh. I, yeah, yeah. Well, I at love this least, at, least, I, at least, at least, at least I didn't. Re- I didn't recognize anybody. Mm. I know that's nobody. Ni- yeah, literally nobody. is. <laughs> yeah. fucking yeah. Like I see. You. Yeah. No, they're those are humans. I should probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're they're ramming. Look
2: that up sorry. later. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. They're like, <laughs> I see. be so lucky. They're like on the other end, like punching their <laughs> <laughs> steering wheel.
1: Unsubscribe.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So strangely, Enron Oil, which is a, or, or I'm sorry, oil trading, which is a, like a predominantly very like. situation Enron always had success and as seen in the Enron documentary ex-Enron executive Mike Muckleroy, I hope I'm saying that right is interviewed and expresses on camera how much he would warn Kenneth Lay the uh, founder of the risks of oil trading and the potential financial loss that could come from it he says and I quote you could easily lose 10 times your original investment like out of nowhere which is nuts like Mm-mm. I like sports gamble for example and if someone was like you would lose 10x of what you just put down I'd be like I would never do that yeah, but yeah. why would you right right granted I don't have the money that <laughs> Ken has you don't have oil money yeah money? yeah <laughs> we're working are we on it, about. We're working we're, on we're, it. Yeah. I have olive oil money but <laughs> <would> love that <laughs> we do love it canola oil um yeah he says you could easily lose 10 times your original investment but Ken did not waver People soon start to think something's a little fishy on how much Enron is succeeding in oil trading. Something weird must be going on. Well, there was. Mm. An anonymous tip comes in that focuses on Enron's president, Louis Bourget. Bourget, Bourget. Which is funny also because he's the, this guy's the president of the company and Ken... Is the founder, but when you think the president is the founder, I'd always get that.
0: Well, especially if it's oh, like yeah. new, like if they've been doing it for years and right. years and years, Someone right? gets tired and they're like, it Sounds let me. like Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. K- oh, if Kenny. I may, you're casual with him now. <laughs>
2: yeah. If I may,
0: <laughs> if I may, like, I don't know, I don't trust him already. I feel like he's being lazy and like, I don't, know. I don't trust I, him either.
2: You'll see everyone here is just like money hungry, like mm. to the full extent. Like, mm-hmm. n- no one really gives a shit if it's shady or not. It's just like, is it putting dollars in my pocket? Is this pocket?
0: happening yeah. in New York?
2: Uh, This is happening in New York. Uh, okay, that, that's well, Why is it always happening in New York, this kind they're, of stuff? They're, they're, the they're, they're, they're in New York, but they're based out of Houston, Texas. But I don't for think For the they, oil? Yes. Makes and sense. the
1: energy? Yes.
2: I don't and think the bushes? In the bushes. Okay. Well, there you go. The Texas combination. Oh, yeah. yeah. What, yeah.
1: what a dark combo for states <laughs> in yeah. New York and Texas. Yes. Like, you're always like, huh? Yeah, I actually,
2: Texas. no. No, to be honest, I think at this point, they were only strictly in Texas. And then years later, when they... See more success, they move to New York. Got but, it. Because most of the downfall happens in New York. Okay, got it. Um, but we'll start, we'll stay back in Texas. So this guy, Louis Borgay, is the president, and um, an anonymous tip comes in that focuses on him. Apparently, Borgay, I really hope I'm saying that right, has taken over $3 million in corporate funds and has put it into his own personal account. Upon further investigation was the discovery of offshore accounts, phony books, like phony, like account like like marking and stuff um and a trail that led from the company's treasurer Tom Mastroani to a mysterious Lebanese man that no one could find using the name the name he gave was M. Yas, which which <laughs> is my ass like like they Wait, were, stop it's oh like, my god yeah so so <laughs> it, it's like a so what they found was that it's these two guys in Enron that just were like, we're going to make up a fake dude's name to send this money to and an account name. And they just Smart. chose. Um, yes. And they called him Lebanese. I don't I, know why. I can <laughs> I, I don't like, don't Just make why. him Lebanese. See them, like, yeah. giggling
0: to themselves.
1: Yeah. Like, like, it's like, my ass. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. the simple <laughs> joys yeah. in life. And they're grown men. Like, yeah. let's just keep that in mind. Also. Right. Yeah. Hey. Yeah.
1: hey, We probably said worse, yeah, though. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so Borgay and Mastruany are summoned to Houston, back down to headquarters to meet with Enron. The present, um, um, wait, sorry. The present falsified bank records to. Oh, I'm sorry. They present. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. God, this June really kicking it. It, out. it
1: does. When do at least do,
0: do
2: we have more? Yes, oh, we have oh more. Oh of so much stuff. Here, I'll go get some stuff. Oh yeah,
0: for everyone listening at home, Tess and I have polished off a, a bottle break. of white wine. Yeah. Perfect. Mike so has drank um, so June Shine cocktail.
2: Baca soda, June Shine. Shout out to June Shine. Also, the always n- shout out to June Shine. Neighborhood.
0: I don't want to call them
2: a bar. They're just like.
0: They just are. They just are,
2: and it's funny. Okay, this is a good segue to say that. So, so Rammies know that Claire and Tess like to always <laughs> yeah. have something on uh, ice when they're when they're uh-huh. doing these. And Tess was like, "What? What's the alcohol you want for your episode?" And I and, and Truly just out of Truly just I mean, Truly, jeez, uh-huh. Truly. Really we, a fan. we we got, got asked.
0: Yeah. yeah. Did you notice that
1: we say that a lot?
2: Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> why. That's why I just went back to it. Which you guys should be drinking truly, by the way.
1: Truly, I have never. I don't think they're that
2: good, though. Trul- personally. Truly,
1: personally,
0: truly. Well, we were gonna yeah. ask for a sponsorship, but now we can't. Yeah. No. no, I'm just kidding. Yeah.
2: We
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, sponsor. but that is a good idea. Yeah, truly. No, but it's fine. I was saying, Tess, we'll you, you asked me. You're
2: like, what? You know, what booze do you want? And I was like, I don't. And and uh, out of just, I just didn't really care, honestly. And the more I was looking into the story, I was like, maybe it's better because these guys. This is like a Wolf of Wall Street environment. Like these dudes. Didn't care what they were drinking. No. Didn't mm-hmm. care what they were snorting. And
1: we wish yes. we could have brought you, like, a martini. Do you like a martini? Oh, yeah, we yes. tried one, like. Oh, fuck. did
0: you sh- try your first one with me?
2: I tried my first one with, with, with Claire, a gin <gasps> martini.
0: Wow, that's, that's really iconic of you, Claire. Uh, thank you so much. Tess and I drink gin martinis only just forever. And that's the original way to drink <laughs> martinis. Asper. Forever, I also ever, love
2: never. olives, though, so that's why Me I too. think I love uh, martinis. Yeah. It's kind of a businessman drink. It
1: definitely is. So maybe, that is that,
2: maybe that's what we should have had. We're
1: businessmen. Like, next episode, you come on. Yeah. Yash. Martinis. This is only the beginning. Martinis all around. Yeah. Right. Yes.
2: Show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it as, much, as much as I can today. <laughs> um, upon further investigation, like I said, offshore accounts were found, phony books, and a trail that led from the company's treasurer, Tom Mascherani, to a mysterious Lebanese man named MYT. Name. M. Dot. Yes, my ass. Uh-huh. Borge, Borge, and Massaiani. So that this is the president and another executive are summoned to Houston to go meet with Enron. They present falsified bank records to auditors and later admit to moving company profits into personal accounts. Auditors warned Ken Lay that they are manipulating, um, be, that they are manipulating earnings, destroying daily trading records, and probably gambling way beyond their limits. So just like reckless guys, like they're just God, like chaos. they don't care. And this is Ken's time to shine. This is Ken. Mm. His good guy moment is right now. Mm. He goes, despite all this, Ken Lay still says, you know what? You guys are company. Or you guys are this company's like only source of steady income. Like at the time, Enron wasn't that like poppin'. It mm. was just like a couple things they had their hands in. And then this oil trading thing was like what was really the lucrative like aspect of the company. Mm. So he was like, I don't give a shit keep doing what you're doing guys he was like auditors i respect your opinion or maybe he didn't say that but he was like <laughs> Bor- borgay and masturbating like just keep doing your stuff and they even sent an official letter to them saying please keep making us millions oh my god yeah. He was so like, heartless shit. no no like truly like heartless people damn yeah, yeah.
0: do you think that they were re- really good friends
2: I don't know. I didn't, I didn't Doesn't I didn't, matter when you're making money, right? Yeah. I honestly don't think any of these guys were friends. Yeah, it was they didn't just give a like, shit. it was just like we <sighs> had a mutual interest in making money.
1: Yeah, Like no love there no, yeah. no, no, just for one money. purpose. Yeah.
2: So Ken encourages them to gamble even more. But unfortunately two months later they would lose $90 million of company money. So they're like fucked. Like this should kind of be the wrap on Enron. And <laughs> Ken Lay would later claim that he was fully unaware of how reckless his traders were and had no idea of their behavior. Again, him, he's just like playing stupid, Kenny. And he knows, he fucking Kenny. knows. Kenny, you yeah. told yeah. them yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Kenny. Um, one of the convicted traders, Louis Bourget, the president, was sentenced to a year in prison. This is significant because it now leaves Ken Lay in a pickle. Borgay was like his money maker, and he needs to find a replacement that can help Enron like stay afloat. Mm. Enter. Jeffrey Skilling. Skilling gets to the company and becomes Ken Lay's biggest asset. Skilling wants to turn Enron from a gas supply company into a stock market for natural gas. So he's like the first guy that's like, I actually think we can like hit Wall Street and like make a lot of money like playing the stock game. Skilling introduces this is very important mark to market accounting to Enron. This is basically the gist of how Enron got so wealthy. It's sim- so mark-to-market accounting simply allows the company to write down profits in their books on the day that a deal is signed. So let me explain. For example, if Enron signs a deal worth $50 million over the next 10 years, they could write $50 million in their book the, th- that day despite nobbing had made a penny
0: saying like we already have so this money. If I was like
2: Damn. Rams, you're going to <laughs> like,
0: like tell like, us you just, out like you not
2: need the university. Yeah, like no, like please. you just signed a deal with um uh I don't know tr- June Shine just uh, as I'm looking at it. Which kidding. could be great. College.
1: It could be yeah. fantastic. Yeah.
2: And you and you were like, this is like both of you were like, yeah, I think in ten years we're gonna gross twenty million dollars. Mm. You mm. could based on this accounting technique, you could right now Assuming you're, like, a public company. I know this isn't the case, but let's just say you are. <laughs> you could be, like, we're worth $20 million right now because in 10 years that's going to be our evaluation. But, like, you haven't made a single cent. So I don't know. They they found, like, a loophole. This isn't legal, by the way, anymore. But back mm. then, like, they were, like, some, I think, yeah, Skilling, like, Jeffrey Skilling found a way to, like, do this. And I don't know how he figured this out. But, yeah, this is this is, like, what they did so
0: i think they say counting that's counting your eggs before they hatch it's like the original martha stewart
2: essentially
1: yes is it n- well, well no. no
0: she didn't her trading <laughs> but anything with stock and martha so yeah, yeah. i
2: just related all to martha um mm-hmm. it also didn't even matter if the deal fell through like even if june shine was like girls fuck you we're not doing this anymore yeah which <laughs> fair um <laughs> Which by the way, I'm I'm really mad. I'm using them <laughs> as an example right <laughs> You're now. Driving like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. On their couch. like a hard kombucha company's like, fuck you guys. <laughs> um, we've had birth. So so basically this meant <laughs> the company was worth more on paper than they had actually earned. So it was just really good for like investors' sakes. It's like, guys, we're worth twenty million, like come invest in our company. But in actuality, they haven't made a single dollar. Mm-mm. The deals were more often than not subjective. And Enron could give a projection of whatever number they wanted and say that's how much they thought they were going to make over X amount of years. But then be able to immediately write that number down as present-day revenue for the company. So they were like, we just did a deal with Pizza Hut, and we think because we're so good, we're going to make $50 million in 10 years. They they just wrote down $50 million. So it was like... And this is quoted. It was Jeffrey Skilling's way of saying, "This is how we made unlimited money."
1: No kidding. Yeah. What was like the proof of documentation? Like, are these businesses just like, yeah? That's like you don't even need it. So,
2: like, I'll get, I'll get to that. Like, mm. auditing and all that shit. Oh, yeah. 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 That's where again, there's so many, there's so many moments where you're like, okay, that's got like, someone has to be like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Like, this isn't like,
1: how can this happen?
2: How yeah. can this? Ha- yeah, exactly. How can this happen? Um, once everyone in the company catches when to uh, catches wind to like this technique the company celebrates they're like this is our key this is our like we're gonna be billion like literally billionaires like yeah. not just like one of like the company like we are individually going to become billionaires God. so they're like fuck yeah let's let's go let's go. Jeffrey Skilling, just to give context, he was a very intense guy. He was a firm believer in Darwinism and the survival of the fittest. Oh, Oh boy. Here (laughs) we go. We're going back (laughs) to, yeah, buckle up. His favorite book was The Selfish Gene by Richard Dawkins, which describes how greed and competition motivate human nature. He would take employees on wild outdoor adventure retreats, to grow people to grow people's charisma for the company and see who was made of what
0: oh my Ew. god i yeah. can't like imagine this man yeah. on a date yeah oh he would be insufferable. like before we get started
2: <laughs> let's go whitewater rafting <laughs> yes. in montana
1: and then be like you little bitch you better <laughs> like it also what's with like i feel like a fourth grade boy like gets obsessed with darwinism and then they bring this into <laughs> their i've not I thought
2: of I mean. darwinism a day in my life Me
1: either, and i don't <laughs> yeah, care for to the best yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Dark, so dark. this guy's like yeah this guy this guy's intense. One employee had to receive stitches in his face for flipping a dirt bike during a company retreat, but Skilling said he likes guys like that. Guys who are willing to take a risk.
0: Oh my god, he's so annoying. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's just like it really like I keep saying it, it really is like that wolf of Wall Street totally. like mentality. those dudes just didn't have any like I don't know, they just were like balls to the wall and yeah. whoever's here to balls make money ball, stay. Ball, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At Enron, this is very fascinating. At Enron, Skilling um, Skilling created this uh, grading scale. So he would grade employees from one to five, one being best, like you're like the shit, <laughs> five being you're the worst. <laughs> um, the significance of this is that he required that 10% of employees had to be graded at a five, and when you were graded at a five, you were fired. So this created this like... If you're an employee of Enron, you're like, I need to impress Jeffrey Skilling and Kenneth Lay and I need to be like a shark and make as much money for the company as possible or I'm going to get fired because there's this grading scale. So it's kind of genius if you want to make money because it incentivizes like your guys to like be like. It scares people. Like, yeah. Animals. Yeah. yeah right. Um so, yeah, like I said, like, this created competition that Skilling was looking for. Employees start working crazy hours, like, 18—I read, like, 18 hours a day people are working.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: And want to make the money—or want to make the company as much money as possible. So, this guy really comes at it from, like, a pretty, like—
1: standpoint yeah yeah it, to shade the least yeah it's like to a scary like fraternity you what know is. like one of those toxic yeah. like ivy a hundred, league fraternity. a hundred percent Do you think there were
2: any women involved at all oh yeah there were women involved oh wow yeah not as much um you'll see that there, there's a woman <laughs> who like kind of cracks the code on everything wow, wow. yeah okay. yeah
1: like wolf of wall street there's women there Th- yeah there was, like that was yeah. at least the
2: movie shows like no no you're right yeah there were there were women yeah yeah it was mainly men though yeah yeah okay so let's, let's go, let's just take a little sidetrack here to, just to give you an example of like some of the, and I, I, I know I haven't even like touched the surface of how things crumbled. We're not even at that point yet, but just to give you an example of how there were a lot of employees at Enron that like got out of this scandal scot-free, okay. like didn't have any repercussions. Okay. There's this guy, uh, Lau Pai, he's like this cute little Asian man, and he's one of the guys that rose to the top under... Jeffrey Skilling's, like, be a crazy asshole moneymaker mm. guy. Like, he was, like, the guy that impressed Skilling the most. Skilling refers to him as his ICBM, his Intercontinental Ballistic Missile. <laughs> like I that. want you
1: to start calling me that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is it again?
2: Joined by my inter- Intercontinental <laughs> <laughs> Ballistic Missile test.
1: <laughs> please, please, yeah. I want... Put it on yeah. your
2: tombstone. Yeah. Um... Lupi becomes CEO of Enron. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. No. He becomes CEO of a Enron subsidiary. And I put in parentheses here just because I know a lot of people may not know what that means. I didn't know at the time. It's just a company that belongs to another company. Okay. So essentially they – and, and what, what happens is that company, when it comes to, like, board meetings and votes for some sort of, like, action that needs to be taken, they have, like, majority say. So so it's it's, like – if Kenneth Lay is hosting a meeting and he's like, guys, what are we doing? Lao Pai and his company, I forgot what the company's name was, can have, like, most of the say. Mm, and okay. it kind of works in Kenneth Le- Lay's favor. Mm. Got it. Um, Kenny. Yeah, Kenny. so Kenny. they're referred to as a parent company. Got it. Sub- subsidiaries. Um, Anyways. Um, and he's quickly recognized as an individual that is motivated by two things. Money and strippers. Oh. Well, hey. So, Lau. <laughs> God, what a dark man. Lau Pai, you know, little man. Like you can look his photos up. He's like a nice little dude.
1: But it's always those ones, aren't they? Strippers. It's yeah. always the small ones. Yeah. I <laughs> <always some>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Short Kings.
1: Short Kings. <laughs> Short, <laughs> Short king. Kings loves strippers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So, Pai is one of the more mysterious figures <laughs> in the Enron scandal. Yeah, he would. Is. He would later. He would later leave the company before things went south. With two hundred and fifty million dollars. Two is like he got. He just out. Left. Yeah. Uh. He he becomes the second largest landowner in Colorado. Which think about Colorado. Think of all that land. Jesus. This guy essentially becomes yeah. He would leave his business division with one billion dollars in losses and pretty much escape the entire scandal. Like Scott oh my Scott. God.
0: Free. Yeah.
2: And this is one of uh I, I didn't include all of these examples because I wanted to get to like the, the meat and potatoes of like what why Mm -hmm. they crashed and burned but like there are like like many 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 other employees that this exact same thing happened to didn't face prison time like like shit really got south and a lot of people just became like hundreds of dollars million dollars richer with, with no consequences
1: do you think they felt guilty or do you think they were so narcissistic that they were like
2: no? i don't know i don't know i mean you would think but then again like you'll see like they have like a like moral maps. compass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. know,
1: right? Like if you're already on that train. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Let's fast
2: forward, ladies, to the mm. year 2000. <gasps> mm.
0: What
2: are your thoughts on the year 2000? By the way, I don't. It's one of because you guys are so not. rooted in pop culture. This is yeah, one yeah, yeah. Of, I'm a big fan of course. But I don't know what 2000 like, ha- like had like had. frosted tips. Did it was that puka shells. Coming out of the 90s, so it was like the turn mm-hmm. of the century. And people like thought the world
1: was going to end. Yes. Oh, yeah. Do you guys remember having a parade at school? I don't.
2: I like a big Y2K party I went to. Yeah,
1: yeah. I just remember I that. I was like, I like, and I was like, I still don't understand why everyone's celebrating. Like, you don't understand, like. Yeah, what's like, going on. <laughs> celebrating
0: or in fear. Oh.
2: <laughs> kind of <laughs> crazy, though, that we were like, we were like alive during like this, a change of a century.
0: Yeah. I, God, that is crazy. I, you know? That is We've crazy. We've been through a lot
2: of shit. Like, most <laughs> people never experience that right
1: and that then the next crazy. year is september you know? 11th like, oh what like what a dark time and like what a dark time well
2: that's not fair to say i feel like if you were like born in 1940 you could like still see it
0: that's true but you know like, only
1: us <laughs> yeah yeah we are the <laughs> special like, ones yeah. <laughs> just us yeah, just, just us. this generation we are 90s babies mm-hmm. yeah that's
2: so nice. we fast forward to year 2000 enron is like booming they've become a fantastic company on paper and from the perspective of future investors people are like this is where i was saying in the beginning i was like mm-hmm. Like me pitching you Enron, this is now the current state we're in. like the, the, the time frame, it's like everyone wants to get in. You can't invest quick enough. It's like a sure proof way of making money. They were deemed Wall Street's darling and the company that could, <laughs> <laughs> and the company that could never lose. That was a quote. Oh of, my god! Like, yeah. So like that is what's so like intriguing to me about this whole story is that like it was like no one thought this shit was gonna go south. Like nobody.
0: They're peaking in high
2: school. It's like the senior quarterback. It's like, this guy's never going to be a a loser. And then Mm -hmm. he's like bald (laughs) for 10 years. And when you
1: put anything on a pedestal, this is usually what happens. Yes, always. Yeah.
2: Um, Okay, where am I? Um, They were deemed the darlings of Wall Street, the company that can never lose. Enron was also, as I said earlier, well-connected politically and was the single, they ended up becoming the single biggest contributor to the George W. Bush campaign.
0: Listen, I know this happens on both sides, but like, it's just really not fair. I know it it's really up. not fair. It's like major corporations donating to politicians. Yeah.
2: It happens all the time, though. Uh, all what, the time. Whether what inside. party you support. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. Just yeah. like But
0: that's crazy. Yeah.
2: But you got to realize, though, it's like, how do these people afford to go across the country and do all this marketing? Of course. You know. Well, they
0: come from wealth and then they well, have they com- wealth yeah. right. given it, to them by major corporations that will it, help them out.
1: It's a cycle. It's like the NRA. Stick it
0: to the maniosis. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Not okay.
2: But it is common in it it does make sense. I it does make sense. I, I, it I, make I, sense. Suppose, I yeah. get it, but yeah. Um, George W. became so close with Kenneth Lay that he nicknamed Ken Kenny Boy, which oh. is like kinda oh, kinda, oh, kinda h- gross. <laughs> on
0: Kenny boy? Yeah. That's oh. like a little yeah. too close for comfort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah,
1: it's inappropriate.
2: <laughs> C- Kenny boy. I'm trying to I do my oh, impression do of it, him. Do it, do yeah. it. Kenny boy. Kenny boy.
1: That's terrible.
2: That's terrible. Okay. Fortune magazine, um, like, you know, you hear of, like, Fortune 500 oh, Yeah, companies. good old Fortune. Yeah. Yep. Fortune magazine has Enron in the year 2000 listen as listed as the number one company to work for in America. So they're, like, the real deal. They're getting press. It's not just, like, he he say, like, oh, this, this is a good company. Yeah. It's, like, America knows about this, this company by now. And Kenneth Lay is on the cover. Kenny Boy. Kenny okay, Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Rounding out, just to give perspective, uh rounding out the top five were companies number two was Southwest Airlines.
0: Okay, to work for? To the work best company to work for I was literally In America. Just, I was literally You're just kidding. about to say, is it like Southwest? I have no that's like a known company that people but love w-
2: working for. Wait, really? I think it has to you know the like boarding process, you know, it, it's it's yes. like it's like it's like, it, it's not first comes, f- or is it first come, it, first serve? Well, served? you
0: have to, you get assigned, I, I literally just flew Southwest, you get assigned um, a letter by how fast you check in. Yeah. So.
1: Oh, They kind of right. just do
2: things a little differently. So I uh, maybe they I'm do. not surprised that <laughs> yeah. Southwest, we do things a little differently. Yeah, yeah. A <laughs> little <laughs> <yeah. Does laughs> differently. Just do <laughs> <concert> <laughs> <by> <laughs> so does yeah.
1: Southwest have a first
2: class? I don't know. They don't have like so. so. late lots or They're anything. They're like the socialist. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Airline. Yeah. Yeah, but but <laughs> apparently like, and they probably do like you said. If you're saying that still in 2022, yeah. they've d- they're doing something right. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. So number two is Southwest Airlines back in 2000. Uh, number three was MBNA, which was a bank at the time that is no longer functioning. Mm. Four, Goldman Sachs, they're still kicking. Okay. And five was Continental, which is a major German automotive supplier. Okay. So, I just thought Southwest is interesting. Like out of those, yeah,
1: five. That yeah, that is fascinating. good for Southwest. Yeah. yeah
2: yeah so uh to put things more into perspective the way we look at companies like google and apple today is how people viewed enron in the year 2000 but that's not even fully fair to say because enron was making so much money and growing at such a rate that no one had ever seen before so yeah we didn't have like iphones back then but like no one at the time and i didn't realize this and granted we were just too young but like they were doing things that no, like in business, no company had done before. Crazy. Mm. Yeah. And they were just like exponentially growing at a ridiculous rate. And of course they were because they were making up everything. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah so like, so this like, is great for us. Right, right. So it's like, <laughs> like it's like not shocking, but like on paper, you're like, who the fuck are these Enron guys? Yeah. 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 Um, so they're like, they're, they're, they're truly, they're killing it. Yeah. Um, so what the hell happened? This is my. Uh, yes. What the hell happened? Chapter chapter seven. I'm breaking Um, this all down. I have these in chapter.
1: Beautiful. (laughs)
0: An author? That's chic, Mike. It is chic. An an
2: author? (laughs) So what happened? Um, Well, as you know, Enron does go bankrupt. Enron officially goes bankrupt in December of 2001. And at the time, it is the largest bankruptcy in U.S. history. So I think since then, and I don't know, I didn't read, but there must have been a bigger bankruptcy. Oh, Oh, I'm sure. I just feel like. Yeah and I I, and I all the off the top of my head I can't think of who that would be but I'm but, sure but that it someone. has it, yeah someone took the took the rank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> someone damn. was like hold my beer <laughs> 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 hold my yeah, June shine. Yeah, hold yeah. my Joonshine. I yeah. got this yeah. it all goes back um thousands of people Lost their jobs retirement funds or Ugh. any other money that was tied up in Enron stock or dependent upon its success Ugh. so you also have to feel it's like not just the rich guys that got fucked it's like well n- that's not even the case because a lot of rich guys got uh, off, got got yeah. scot- free but like these are like normal Americans with everyday pain, like wh- nine to fives and Ugh. like middle class people like anyone who had a-, a cent that could invest in Enron they got really screwed and, and like sad. that's where that's where the story really has like a like a heart String moment, kind yeah. of. It's well, like sad. It's sad. It yeah. sucks. Like the yeah, American
1: dream that's like crumbling yes. before my right, eyes. Right, right.
2: And like, how pissed would you be if like you were like these assholes? Oh, who just wanted to like lie and beyond. You know,
1: and you must blame yourself too. You know, of at the end of the day, you're just like, what did
2: I do But thing? you know what's funny though, Tess, is that like I talked to my dad about that exact like um, example, and I was like, I was like, how stupid were people to? Because I wasn't old enough to really know but i was like dad like how like stupid were people to invest in this company and he was like you don't realize like again just to kind of back up what i've been saying like you don't realize how like attractive this company came off mm-hmm. and and how like big it seemed for middle america for example oh, to invest. because yeah. in it wasn't like stock market like i don't think and i might be wrong but i don't think wall street was like this was like the the golden age of wall street this was like the early like s- like sprouts of it and yeah. like they were they were like the first company to be like we are the top dog and everyone just followed suit and was like i'm going to give you my money
1: yeah <sighs> oh that's cool you got to talk to your dad about it mm-hmm. cuz yeah. i was, was going to ask like have you like I
2: yeah like go ahead and ask like someone you know who's yeah. older and like I yeah, I would be fascinated to get their opinion on it yeah because because like, totally. at first you you do want to be like what idiots invested in this company but it's like you can't really blame them
1: yeah and like, no like I mean I would do it right now like mm-hmm. even like what I you know know very little about stocks What I invested I'm just like someone's telling me that it's amazing like, well it's literally. also like
0: financial advisors are telling people it's amazing it's not just like random I have a you know
2: I have a like a business yeah guy, like, yes. shout out to Josh like he he tells <laughs> yeah. me what to do and like you know I trust him but yes. like at, at the end of the day like. He still doesn't even know what's going to happen 100 you know? percent. no
1: I was just thinking that like it's it I, really is, I do
2: that it yeah. really is legal gambling mm-hmm. like it, to- it, it is. totally is no one knows how the market's going to go and totally. Yeah, whatever totally okay so what the hell happened dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Bethany McLean, a reporter at Fortune magazine first woman we're talking about that's well,
1: right wow Bethany wow. Was wow, Bethany wow Wow
2: Bethany Wow Wow Bethany Wow. I don't even know what that meant, but I'm gonna say it anyway. <laughs> We're all size in New York, for yeah. those of you who know. Okay, you know. as like Bethany Frankel. Yeah. Yes, yeah, thank
1: yeah. you, my. So kind God. of know. Oh, you saw us yeah. in that moment. Uh, yeah, um, we appreciate that. We do.
2: This woman, Bethany, does she works at Fortune Magazine, and uh, she's doing a piece on Enron, like because she's like this company's popping. I have to like, of figure out why they're so successful. And she gets on the phone with Jeffrey Skilling asking questions, and one of which included, how exactly does Enron make its money? She was very blunt. Skilling says he can't answer because he's not an accountant and sends CFO, Chief Financial Advisor, or Officer, I'm sorry, Andy Fastow to speak with Bethany the next day. So he's kind of like, I'm not going to deal <laughs> with Wait, this Jeffrey's right now. Jeffrey's like pretty high up yeah. too, right? No, he's the guy. Okay, so if Aside I- that's that's also the weird thing. Like I keep forgetting who is the guy in charge right, here. Right, right. But it's it's basically like Kenneth Kenneth Lay founded the company, yeah. but Jeffrey's like the mind behind
0: it. But then if they say, "I don't know how," I'm not an accountant. I don't really know how we make our money. I'd be That's like
2: mm, already shady. Well, he's
1: yeah, like yeah, pushing yeah. someone in front of like, him, yeah. being <laughs> like, "You tell them." Yeah, <laughs> what?
2: you couldn't, you couldn't say one thing. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like, one? Well, there's energy and
1: yeah, you know. oh <laughs> not it's not yeah. a good sign. Well,
2: sweetheart. all the energy is making us money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So he he kind of like throws this guy Andy fast out under the bus and. He meets with Bethany the next day to do an interview. They sit in an office for over three hours going yeah. over numerous documents. At the end, as others had left the room, Andy turns to the reporter, Bethany, and says, I don't care what you write about the company, just make us just don't make us look bad. Oh, Andy. Sweetheart. So again, it's like it's like you want to like hear a good person along this story, and it's just like bad guy after bad guy okay. after bad guy. And I think that's really just like the the, like, business model that that was, like, infiltrated and, uh-huh. like, you know what I mean? Like, they were just, like, you just need to be a snake and, like, yes. make us money and, like, we don't even care. Yeah. So, he's, like, I don't really care what you do. Just don't make us look bad. Fastile was known to have <laughs> no moral compass and even set up a fraudulent firm just to purchase Enron assets. Oh, and good. <laughs> and one thing that I actually read, and I didn't include it in my notes, but off the top of my head, I'm, trying to give you like the cliff notes uh-huh. example of it this guy andy fast he ended up creating a side like um like not a bank account but it was a a firm yeah yeah a firm that um he recruited a bunch of investors to get a, a part of and it was it was all legal but essentially like because of that they raised like millions upon millions of dollars in that even his side project this is even enron his side project resulted in like ten people going to prison for like thirty years. Oh my god. Yeah. Just bad all around. Yeah, yeah. And this is where I this is where I like hate myself for choosing this topic because <laughs> I, I can't fully <laughs> give you the best like yeah. ex- explanation. Hey, right answers mostly. Yeah. This yeah, right answer mostly. Yeah. So so basically like the the baton gets sort of just passed down to like criminal after criminal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like yeah. Um one day randomly in two thousand one, Jeffrey Skilling just resigns as CEO. Just out out of the fucking blue. Kenneth Lay, old Kenny boy. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna take over the company again. Which, again, what is he doing? Nothing in all this due time. Like everything's like, but like, this is where I get confused with businesses and how mm-hmm. they give people labels. It's like, if if Jeffrey's the CEO, but Kenneth founded the company, what is Kenneth's role? I right, think I never. Kenneth is president then. No, because that dude Louis Begay oh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the founder.
0: Pres- I think president founder. is actually under
2: CEO. CEO I, I can see. I yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. CEO, the top top?
0: chaff your chief executive officer. Right. Office. So
2: I, it's not important, but it's just like a little tidbit. I yeah, just, totally. I, I just don't get it. Really. I, I don't either. get it. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so Kenneth takes over uh, Jeffrey's role. Jeffrey's like, I'm out. And we'll hear from him later. But yeah, he's he like, and a lot of people speculate he foresaw the downfall of the company. and was like, I'm going to get out while we're ahead. And just like play stupid and as you'll see that uh, that's exactly what he does um just one day later here comes another woman sharon watkins who who worked under the company cfo andy Fastow, sends a letter to kenneth lay detailing all the corruption and fraud that she had found in the company so this woman sharon she apparently whether through you know talking to employees or like Co-workers was like, I know what's going on. Like, I know you guys are basically like.
0: Is she a journalist? Giving no,
2: she's an employee. Oh, an employee. Okay. Got, and I think it. her conscience was just like maybe yeah. like I can't handle this anymore. it's or, enough. Yeah. She was like, I know you guys are doing something shady. I know your evaluation like isn't what you say it is, and you're just fooling people. And I have to like, I I, I at least have to tell Kenneth the the head of it that like I know what you're up to. Yeah. Um. A Wall Street Journal piece is soon later written, and I don't think this was actually Bethany, um, who worked at Fortune, but mm. Wall Street Journal, I think, in this time period did a, did a piece on Enron. But Wall Street Journal comes out with a piece that really sort of crumbled everything. Um, it's written about Enron questioning its CFO, Andy Fastow, because he was the guy that kind of got thrown under the bus to talk to the press, and no one had talked to the press before. And his dealings with the company. The piece spreads like wildfire because it it really, for the first time, allows the public to hear something negative about Enron, and it's and the investors, a part of Enron, become worried. It's like the first time that like you go from being like the golden goose of mm-hmm. like Wall Street to like you're maybe a f- total fraud. It's
0: like the first critique. Yeah. yeah. It's uh. like it's
2: like People Magazine like spread. It, this is like even a stupid example because. Those are fake rumors. This is, like, actual truth. But, just but it
0: makes you be like, oh. Yeah, yeah right, no, right. I it's like when yeah. you're, like,
2: in 7-Eleven. You're like, Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> <laughs> never, oh, never having kids again. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's not that it that's a bad example. Nice. That's a terrible example. <laughs>
1: no, we understand this. We're big. We like, understand this, yeah. Or, like, up. I
2: would say, like, someone cheats on someone. You're like, oh, I, I think less of that person. Yes. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. So this is kind of the equivalent to that, but it's all rooted in, as we'll see, as we'll see soon in truth, um, let's see, let's see. Uh, shortly after the Wall Street Journal piece, Kenneth Lay, the founder, addresses the entire company for basically words of encouragement while just blocks away. So he kind of, if you know listeners, if you know Wall Street or Wall Street, I'm sorry, Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's like <sighs> big scene where he's like, "I'm not fucking leaving."
0: Yep, I uh, think of
2: thinking. think exactly of that. And it's this guy Kenneth Lay, okay. reaching out to his uh, his employees, being like, oh. "We're fine. I know Wall Street just said this shit about us, but like, mm-hmm. I can I can assure you, there's no weird shit happening. Like, just yep. just keep keep your heads down and keep making us money." Oh, like, while blocks away, Enron's accounting firm were shredding documents. One of the...
1: Ah. Ac- <laughs> Split screen? <laughs> yes. That's bad. The accounting
2: firm's name is Arthur Anderson, and this is where... This is a, a, a big, big, important piece, but Arthur Anderson said that they shredded a t- one ton of paper. Ton? A t- so, I, I didn't want to say a ton of paper. like, it's like one, one ton. One ton of paper. Paper
0: is so light? Yeah. yeah. Can you oh, hear my that? God. So, think about
2: all those documents.
0: Oh, my God. That mm-hmm. is dark.
2: Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh it's God. really crazy.
1: Oh yeah. shredder, we're breaking shutters. You could like, lay in that and have? sleep in a ton, on, on top of That's a ton of paper. a millions of paper shredders yeah, no you're kidding. Alpha. You have to. Yeah.
2: yeah. Over the course of the next month, the company reputation and public perception rapidly declines, mm-hmm. obviously. I bet. And Enron would soon file for bankruptcy. During this time, though, Enron executives were trying to sell all of their shares that they had owned, in the months leading up to the bankruptcy, Jeffrey Skilling told all of his employees. So this is weird because Skilling resigned, mm-hmm. but he then like reached out back to his like current employees being like, you need to buy more stock because <laughs> this company's still going up and like stop. And like you need to tell people that we're like still on the up and up when he knew damn well that like this was going really bad. Um, wow. Benefiting from it. Yeah, because that means he makes I right. think more money okay, as yeah, right, a, right, as a right. main shareholder. Right. I w- I think. Yeah. Um, he's do while he's saying all this, he's selling all of his stocks, all well, his shares. That makes oh.
0: his shares more valuable if exactly. more people. Are-
2: wow. Exactly. Jeff. So he knows what he's doing. Ah. Yeah. Sure. He's yeah. Such
0: a little fuck, but he's so smart. Yes. It's
1: dirty. It is dirty. It's dirty money. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's dirty money. <laughs> so, as the media began circling the story, criminal investigations were launched here's here's truly i know i'm saying truly but like i really do mean that we love it yeah the sad part of this of like one of the real just like you know bad
0: so bad. mike this is where we usually say that this is where you take the first titanic vhs tape out and you put the second one. Oh,
1: in. claire i'm glad you brought it there <laughs> uh, that it was beautiful that is where we are in our story <laughs>